welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Rick Sharga, Executive Vice President at Auction.com. Rick is one of the country's most frequently quoted sources on real estate, mortgage, and foreclosure trends, and has appeared on numerous television and radio networks across the country. Rick has briefed government organizations such as the Federal Reserve and Senate Banking Committee, and corporations like J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, and Deutsche Bank on foreclosure trends, as well as done foreclosure training for leading real estate organizations such as Remax, Prudential, and Keller Williams. Rick joins us today to discuss the recent announcement that Google, Google Capital will be investing $50 million in Auction.com, and he's going to help us understand what this means for the future of this company, as well as explain more about the value that his firm provides in the real estate marketplace. Now, let's welcome Rick to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Rick, Shar- Rick Sharga, welcome to today's radio show. I appreciate you being my co-host. And uh, nothing like logging in at the last minute to give, the last minute to give us all nerves here at Real Estate Coaching Radio. We appreciate you keeping us on our toes. <laughs> not, a, not a problem. Happy to be uh, part of the conversation. Exactly. I mean, you know, Tim and I were getting a little bit too lazy and complacent as we were panickingly emailing and calling you. But so, you know, you kept us on our toes. We appreciate that. So I certainly know who you are, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know who you are because they are familiar with seeing you on TV pretty much constantly, especially during the real estate bust. I would say that you had a and have had become somewhat of a celebrity in the real estate space, which is must have been a sub somewhat of an interesting experience for you. Um, Are you kind of glad that the market's kind of cooling off now so that you're not necessarily being called by so many media outlets to be on TV 24-7? You know, I I, uh, I actually developed a lot of good relationships with the media over the the, the course of the last decade or so. Uh, I am glad that I no longer have to be the voice of doom and gloom uh, telling everybody how bad things either are or we're about to get. So it's it's nice that these days when we have conversations, it's really about, you know, the end of the foreclosure crisis or the market for housing becoming a little bit more normal. Um, so I, I still I still enjoy the conversations and I enjoy them much more now that I I don't have to tell people that we're just just about at the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate that more than you can know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> a little bit about your prior to being part of. Uh, I mean, and for those listeners who, for some reason, don't know who you are, can you just give them a little uh, background on what you – I know you have a ridiculously long resume, but you were with previous companies that were reporting for closure data, so I got you started there. So let them know a little bit about your resume. Yeah, so so really, uh, before all of that, I spent about 20 years doing marketing for technology companies. Uh, and, and one of the technology companies that I was doing some work for was a, a startup uh, called Realty Track, and uh, I, I joined the company uh, back in the early part of the 2000s, and uh, uh, came on board for what was supposed to be a six-month engagement to help the company get up and running, and wound up staying there for about nine years. And and during that time, 
we began publishing the, the probably most wild, widely regarded uh, foreclosure data and, and monthly foreclosure report uh, in the country. Um, so I spent, I spent, as I said, about nine years with RealtyTrack, um, running the data operations, running marketing, um, and moved from there to a company called Carrington Holding Company, which owns and operates about 16 different businesses in just about every aspect of the residential real estate market that you can imagine, uh, mortgage origination business, mortgage servicing, a real estate brokerage, property preservation and field services company, um, and, and so forth and so on. And uh, was happily ensconced there for, for a couple of years when I got a call from auction.com and uh, joined that company about a year and a half ago. And, and it was a uh, an interesting opportunity from two perspectives for me. One was that it it is a, a real estate company leveraging technology, so it was a chance for me to marry both halves of my career together, the technology and the real estate side. And the other is that auction.com was doing what we'd always wanted to do at Realty Track, but never quite crossed the, the goal line uh, to do, which was uh, actually buying and selling properties online. And uh, uh, my first year with the company was was last year, and, and we we finished the year having sold about thirty five thousand properties online. So I always believed that it was was inevitable that people would buy and sell properties online, and and auction dot com is I, I believe far out ahead of the rest of the field uh, in being able to execute that. Well, absolutely, Julie and I purchased properties through auctions dot com, and it's amazingly painless. That's uh, and definitely auctions dot com is. I don't even think they have a competitor as far as the workflow that they have when you're doing business with them from a, from a purchaser's perspective. So uh, what was it? It wasn't too long ago, this year, I think, maybe earlier this year, that Google Capital made a sizable investment in auctions.com. So if all the listing portals out there, um, you know, we talk a lot on the show about Zillow and Trulia and Realtor.com, why did Google pick auctions.com for its investment? Well, um you know, it's funny you mentioned Zillow and Trulia because those are both very good business partners of ours. And um, they are both about as good as it gets at delivering very useful information to people that are interested in, in buying and selling real estate. Um, big difference with us compared to, to Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com is we're a transactional site. Um, so we're, we're uh, a Google uh, might be a good place to go look for information uh, about things you're interested in buying. Uh, an Amazon.com or, or an eBay, which is probably a, a closer model to, to ours, are, are where consumers will go to buy things. And, and so that's, that's really the big distinction between Zillow and Trulia and Auction.com is that you, you go to look for real estate on, on their sites you go to buy real estate on auction.com. Um, as to why Google was, was interested in us, um, Google, Google Capital, which is the part of Google that invested in us, is a company that looks at, at late-stage investments in companies that address very large markets uh, and have a chance to be sort of disruptive in a positive way in those markets. Um, real estate in the United States is about a, a trillion and a half dollar annual marketplace. Um, we are a, a later stage company and, and clearly what we're doing can be conceived or perceived as, as somewhat disruptive of, of the status quo. So I think we've met their criteria and, and uh, uh, you know, we, we couldn't ask for a better strategic partner than, than, than the one we have. 
Well, other than the obvious fact that auctions.com is the segment leader, why did Google Capital decide to invest now? Uh, why was it, I don't know if there's an answer to this, but is Google looking, of course, this is what all the you know residential realtors are fearful of, so you know where I'm going with this question. Is Google looking to disintermediate, you want to just cut to it? Is Google looking to get into the real estate space in the same manner auctions.com has uh, for the sake of creating an alternative to the traditional way that uh, buy and sell real estate? So, shall we just cut to it? <laughs> yeah, so let me let me answer that two ways. It's, it's, a, it's a good question. I think it's a fair question, and it's actually kind of an obvious question if, if you're following the space. So, so let me say, first off, I can't really speak for Google. Um, I don't know exactly what their plans are, but, but what I do know is that they have a, all of Google Capital's investments have been in very large addressable markets. So, you know, they've invested in companies like Credit Karma, uh, who's, who's in the credit card space. They've invested in, in research operations, uh, in the educational market, and, and in real estate. So I, I, I don't think uh, they intend to become the next credit card company or the next educational company. And similarly, I'd, I'd be surprised if they decided to become the next real estate company. That's simply not their business model. Um, in terms of disintermediation, um, I, I think it's important to note that, that about 90% of the transactions done on auction.com involve a real estate professional, at least on one side of the deal, and very often in both. So this isn't necessarily about disintermediating uh, an agent or a broker from the equation. It's about optimizing the experience, making it a more efficient process, a quicker process, uh, a less painful process for everybody involved. Uh, we, we could conceivably at some point um, be dealing with people who want to sell their, their properties on their own without any help, and, and we'd probably be a pretty good platform for that. But but our plan going forward, is we, especially as we move from the distressed real estate market into more traditional markets, is to partner with forward-looking brokers who understand that we can actually accelerate their business for them uh, and create a better user experience for buyers and sellers. So it's, it's, it's not that auction.com's business model is to eradicate the realtor. Uh, far, far from it. We're actually looking for good ones to partner with. Well, so work, help me out understand what you just said. It sounds to me like you just proposed uh, that auctions.com wants to work directly with brokers and obviously um, successful agents and it sounds like a CRM type project, or am I trying to put that into a shoebox more than it really is? Yeah, I can see where you go there, but but I, I I don't think I categorize what we're doing as a CRM project. I think really what we have is a, a platform that allows us to get global exposure for properties almost instantaneously. So we're a we're a really powerful marketing engine to to try and and, and help people move their properties. Um, we're a great place, as, as you mentioned earlier, for buyers to find properties that they're really interested in uh, and, and be able to execute on them in a timely manner. And, and as a buyer, you know that you're never going to lose out on a property that you would have been willing to pay $1,000 or a couple thousand dollars more for, for uh, in, in so, some sort of closed, sealed envelope, uh, you know, behind the, behind the firewall kind of, of deal. Uh, we're, we're, we're an open auction, so, so people who are interested in buying can see something right down to the last second and, and make a determination whether or not they're willing to, to pay what the market takes. So we take a lot of the negotiating pain out of the process. We take a lot of the marketing pain out of the process. We can even do most of the closing work online, and ultimately we should be able to do even more of that. So 
we're really good at those aspects of the business. I think where realtors and, and you know agents and brokers come come to play is they're good local market experts. They're very good at the personal touch that's very often needed, uh, especially when you're dealing with traditional home buyers and home sellers who need a little bit of hand-holding more than what they might be able to get on a website. Uh, and so we, we really think there's a hybrid model that will benefit everybody involved and let everybody focus on what they do best. Does auctionshave.com uh, have any plans to market directly to consumers? Uh, at, at the moment, we're, we're, we're really focusing on some other strategies. That, that's, a, a, again, a really good question. Um, we don't think our platform at the moment is user-friendly enough to start taking one-off consumer properties onto the website and, and market them effectively. Uh, so what we're focusing on right now is, um, as you know, we, we sell both commercial and residential properties. Um, virtually all of our residential properties are distressed properties, either bank-owned properties or properties in some stage of foreclosure. So we're working on capturing a larger share of that market and moving more properties that are what we call retail-ready in, in the distressed space. So these aren't properties that are you know, teardowns or need, you know, a massive amount of work to get ready to, to sell. These are properties that are, are really pretty much like traditional homes. They just happen to be owned by banks. Um, and then in the commercial market, we're, we're focusing on selling less distressed and more traditional non-distressed properties. And right now, about 40% of our commercial sales are non-distressed traditional commercial properties. So we're, we're growing pretty rapidly there. Once we once we get both of those initiatives nailed down uh, and, and we, we really feel that our platform is a, as friendly as possible, then I think it'll be time for us to open the doors and, and sell more non-distressed residential properties. But uh, personally, I think the, the, the smart way for us to enter that market would be to partner with some brokers who get the listings and then put them on auction.com rather than dealing one-on-one -on -one with you know 5 million potential uh, home sellers every year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, in other parts of the world, they do. Well, Australia comes to mind. I'm sure you know that how they sell property down there. It's essentially always an auction. Well, you know, most times it's an auction format where a seller chooses a, a uh, listing broker, but the listing broker is going to sell it in an auction type format opposed to the way. So there is, a, you know, a lot of a large proven business model around um, having I mean, I can see where you'd be going on a listing appointment and you'd be talking to a seller and you'd you know, propose the seller goes this traditional route or they can go the auction route and you guys yep. would be the backbone for that alternative. I can see that being viable. There's definitely an opportunity there. Sure, I'm sure there is. You know, well, you know, it's funny, it's, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned Australia because both of our, our founders, uh, Jeff Friedman and Rob Friedman, uh, spent time before they launched the company in Australia and New Zealand working with and learning from uh, some of the companies that, that do conduct residential real estate auctions. So in, in, in our country, um, historically auctions have either been used to, to move distressed properties or, or they've been used to, to market ultra high-end, very unique properties uh, that had limited uh, potential buyers. Uh, they really haven't been used that much in the mainstream, but, but I agree with you and I think that ultimately is, is where our model goes as an alternative. Uh, as, as a way for maybe certain brokerages to differentiate themselves from their competition by being able to offer that uh, as an added benefit to their clients. 
So knowing that our 50,000 listeners are mostly realtors, uh, I can see from a listing agent's perspective how this would be a valuable potential tool when you guys get around to offering it. From a buyer agent's perspective, this could be very disruptive. No two ways about it. Going back to one of the premises of this radio show, learn how to be a listing agent. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> but, but 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 let me let me make a point uh, because I think it's important for your audience to understand this. The, the agents who can work with us most effectively right now are, are probably buyers agents. Um, many of the properties on our on our website today do have a, a, a co-op arrangement or or some sort of referral fee that's available to buyers agents who bring in uh, their their clients. Uh, it's important also for the, those buyers agents to make sure their client registers them with us as the buyers agent, so that if the client successfully bids on and, and, and buys a property from us, they get the compensation needed. But there are a lot of markets where, where we we are are really looking for buyers agents to work with today, uh, because they're 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 hard to market properties in you know in some some some. Uh, some markets where it's hard to find buyers for, for these properties, and, and we, we value the input and the, the help we can get from buyers agents uh, e even today. I would think that ultimately, Rick, the biggest obstacle to entering in to non-distressed space in the real, in this industry, and I'm sure you already know this, is getting past <laughs> the notion that distressed real estate, I'm sorry, that auctions are only for distressed real estate. Because, you know, it is kind of funny. I hadn't really thought about that. But auctions are used to sell distressed stuff, and they're used to sell really high-end stuff. But there's not really, other than eBay, there's not really a formalized way to sell anything in the middle. And, yeah, there's obviously, you know, huge opportunity there. So I can kind of see a future that, you know, our listeners have a tendency to be very entrepreneurial. So you guys can start wrapping this around your brains. And I would expect that if auctions.com doesn't propose something formal like this, somebody else will. Or maybe it'll be one of our listeners. So things to keep in mind. Um, Rick, you know, one of the it, it, I, it, good. Sorry. No, I go ahead. Sir. Ask you. <laughs> you have, I think, um, a handle on, especially your experience with Carrington. I don't know how much you're really paying attention to this as much as you used to, but you, I always enjoyed listening to what you had to say when I watch you or read, you know, on TV or watch you, uh, you know, something on the internet or whatnot. You had an understanding of the direction of the market that was more in depth than the usual real estate observer. I'm curious, where do you see, if if you don't mind just kind of sharing a national forecast, if there is such a thing, is the real estate market in a uh, corrective cycle or is it still market by market? Well, uh, it sounds like a cliche, but, but real estate to a certain extent is always going to be market by market. Um, and, and, and so you know, what I always say is local results may vary. Um, what I can tell you is, is from my perspective on a national basis, uh, I think 2015 is going to look an awful lot like 2014. Um, I, I think what happened was we, we had a, an enormous boom and bust cycle that was probably unlike anything we've ever had before. Uh, and we've had government intervention in, in a way that we've also never seen before. Uh, that government intervention kept the, the downside from being even worse than it was, but has extended the length of time it's taken the market to recover uh, by an extraordinary amount of time. So we're, we're still in recovery mode. And, and uh, although prices have, have climbed back up in, in many markets, you know, nationally we're back up to about where we were in 2004. 
So essentially, 10 years of, of market activity have, have vanished. Uh, and and we're, we're now getting to a point where prices have recovered enough uh, that we're hitting some affordability issues in certain markets. Uh, and so we're starting to see things slow down. So we'll probably finish this year with somewhere between 4.9 and 5.1 million uh, residential homes sold. Uh, my, my forecast for next year is that we'll probably sell between 4.9 and 5.1 million again. Uh, and that home prices nationally will probably only go up between 3 and 4% in 2015. Uh, weak demand, uh, the unemployment numbers are a little bit of an illusion uh, in that there are probably about 3 million potential employees who have voted themselves off the island and, and don't count in the figures anymore. So the unemployment numbers are, are a little bit uh, misleading if, if you look at it from that perspective, and an awful high percentage of, of people who are employed or working in part-time or temporary jobs uh, and not inclined to buy a house. So demand is going to be a little weak. What will prop up the market a bit next year is that supply is also very weak, so there's limited inventory to buy. Um, but I, I think next year looks a lot like this year. Uh, prices will go up marginally. Uh, sales will be about the same. Construction probably won't won't be booming in, in, in the uh, the single family market so it's uh, if, if you're if you're in the space you know it's it's better than it was at the, the pits of the of the the downturn uh, but we're we're not anywhere near where we were at the peak of the boom either a lot of folks in the residential uh, industry are hanging their hats on the idea that generation y is going to be uh, essentially you know there are obviously more of them than there were baby boomers and there's going to be those folks are entering into their family formation stages but then we see other reports that are saying, you know, those folks are putting off buying property. They're putting off following that more traditional path. Are you seeing any evidence that Generation Y is going to completely surprise everyone and be the biggest consumers of real estate ever? Or do you see that trend to sort of them staying long-term tenants? That's a really good question. Um, you know, most of the research that I see suggests that the overwhelming majority of renters uh, still want to be homeowners at some point. But but the numbers have actually come down a little bit. Uh, historically, those numbers have been in the low 80% range. Uh, now they're in the high 70s. And that doesn't sound like much, but, you know, o over the length of, of time of, of, the, of the, the buying uh, life cycle of, the, of those people, a few percentage points makes, makes a huge difference. Um, I think we may be on the, the cusp of a structural change in the marketplace. Um, it's looked like it, maybe we were going through a cycle for a while, but I do think the the delay factor uh, we've seen it with the millennials. I think I think Gen Y is is probably going to validate this. Is is it's just going to take longer for future generations to move into home ownership. Um, they're they're coming coming out of college with more debt. Their 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 job prospects uh, aren't quite as strong as previous generations uh, in, in all cases. And, and in a lot of cases, they're simply delaying getting married, delaying having kids. And those are life events that typically have, have um, moved people toward a home purchase. So I think eventually we'll see, we'll see an overwhelming majority of these people uh, become homeowners and, and the, 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 those households uh, will inflate a bit. But I think it may take longer than what we've seen in previous generations. So we're going to be doing a radio show coming up in the next couple of weeks about potential black swans for the real estate markets in 2015. 
So let's pretend you and I are preparing the outline for that upcoming radio show. What would be the things that no one's talking about that they should be maybe considering as a potential black swan? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, what could what could disrupt the real estate market next year? Um, sorry? I'll tell you what I have on my list so far. Um, okay. A spike, a spike in interest rates rising. That's something that yep. obviously could or couldn't happen, but just depend. We've had different economists on the radio show. We've had different, you know, folks offering opinions on that. So that the consensus seems to be they're going up, but no one knows by how much they're going up. Right. Um, the other variable that we've heard people expressing concern about was the availability of mortgages. And when Ben Bernanke got declined on a refinance, that kind of indicates that maybe. <laughs> Right. I mean, who knows? Maybe the guy doesn't pay his bills. I mean, I don't know. Uh, and I'll tell you this other one I heard recently, which I'm mean, not recently this year. That was that was very interesting. Evidently, there's a company that is in um, formate. Well, they're beyond formation. They're getting ready to launch, and they've got some massive investment behind them. And they are going to go directly to consumers, and they are going to be offering some sort of online valuation widget. That if you accept their valuation, they'll basically buy your house from you and close it in like two weeks or something like that. So, and I've heard from three or four reasonably reliable sources that that, in essence, is their business model. What they do with the real estate after they buy it, it just, you know, I have no idea. But there supposedly is going to be a company that's going to start test marketing in certain parts of the country um, that's based out of California, that they're going to be doing just that. So that would be a potential black swan. Anything else that you've heard of that maybe our listeners should be preparing for, worst-case scenario? Well, well, the, the, the last black swan I would tell your, your listeners not to be too concerned about. I'm, I'm very familiar with the company that you mentioned. Um, and they're launching at a very odd time for their business model. They're, they're, they're basically... Um, looking to make an 8% profit on all those properties that they buy, which means they're going to have to buy those properties below market value. Um, that's difficult to do in a seller's market, which is where we are in most parts of the country right now. Uh, and the other thing your, your listeners should know is that their, their plan is to buy those properties and then sell them to local brokers. So you know, the, 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 there's an opportunity there. I, I think the two things you identified earlier uh, are are very uh, interesting. I, 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 I've been predicting that interest rates would go up for several years. I'm going to keep predicting it until eventually I'm right. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know if it actually will be 2015 though. Um, only because there's so many other pressures uh, globally on on the economy that I'm not sure if the Fed can afford to to let interest rates go up too high. Um, I do think credit availability will continue to be a challenge. There, there are two potential issues that come out of the foreclosure market, if you will. I, I don't think they're going to be problems, but they're worth paying attention to. One is that the, uh, uh, the, the HAMP loans, the government loan modification programs for distressed borrowers, are going to start to reset over the next year to two years. Uh, so we'll see interest rates go up by a point. Uh, for, for some of the people whose loans have been modified through that government program. There are some people predicting that we'll see a lot of defaults from those. I'm not one of them, uh, but but you, you can keep an eye on that. The other is that billions of dollars of home equity lines of credit are also due to start resetting. And in some cases, people will go from paying interest only 
to principal and interest and could see their monthly payments go up by two or three hundred dollars a month. Um, I mean, that could be enough to send, yeah, on, on the home equity loan. So, so there, that, those are two things that could be a little disruptive. I, I don't think either are going to be major problems, but they're they're outliers that people can keep their eyes on. Do you think there's any chance, because you're in this world, that, or you know, you were, well, you used to call it really with auctions.com. Do you think there's any chance that some of these big institutional investors will just kind of sour on their real estate bets and decide to, you know, just start dumping properties? That's another big fear I hear amongst agents, especially in the hardest hit markets. That's the longest running rumor uh, I've, I've heard probably I'm since you know Paul McCartney being dead in the Beatles era. Um, no, I, I don't. I mean, th- those investors, those hedge funds, don't don't get where they are by by losing money on transactions. Um, I, I I do think we're going to start to see some of those properties divested. But what's happening so far? Is they're they're selling off portfolios to other investors. Um, so no, I, I do think the business model has changed, and, and we've seen the biggest hedge funds start to back off in terms of what they buy. But now they're offering financing. Uh, we're also seeing them form securities. Uh, we're seeing them form public REITs, and and neither of those is something you do if you're looking at a short-term hold. Those, by definition, m- make you hold on to the underlying collateral for longer periods of time. So no, I, I I think we're still seeing a lot of interest from investors. I think the biggest of the big investors are scaling back and will ultimately stop buying. But I don't expect to, to see fire sales of, of portfolios of properties that they bought anytime soon. Very interesting. So again, I mean, Rick's now touching Rick's now touching on the fact that uh, if you're a listing agent, hey, guess what? There's more potential opportunity because you can be working with some of these institutional investors. Uh, they hold properties. Well, guess what? Sometimes they'll be wanting to, you know, sell some of those properties, replace them with better performing properties. Who knows? So yep. keep your eye, agents, to all the opportunities that this new market creates, because there are just there's not one. There's just dozens and dozens. So speaking of opportunities, Rick, our listeners, if they wanted to uh, engage with Auctions.com, I heard you say, obviously. You guys, and I can attest to this because I've worked with you directly before, the company, buying properties uh, for ourselves, that it's very easy to work with, just a super painless, almost surprisingly easy way to help your buyers or you personally purchase properties. Are there any other ways that you can think our listeners can work with you guys? Um, you know, right now, I think we're, we're, we're a good uh, source for your agents who are working particularly with investor buyers. Uh, to, to scout for properties, to do some market analysis for what's going on uh, in, 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 in their various markets. Uh, I, I would encourage you to stay tuned to what we're doing over the course of the next six months or so because we're, we're, we're formalizing putting together some agent programs that will also be working and, and useful for listing agents in addition to buyer's agents. I wish I had something more definitive. You know, keep, keep in mind that the company was started uh, only back in 07, uh, and and the model was to get huge portfolios of properties from very, very large financial institutions and sell them all on Saturday. So, you know, it was find 5,000 of your close friends, put them in the L.A. Convention Center, and sell off a whole bunch of properties in one day. And there really wasn't a role for agents in, in that model. So we're, we're figuring it out as we go along. Um, we're the only uh, only auction company online of our kind that's that's a third party seller. Uh, the the others that are out there are basically captive uh, to to loan servicing shops who are trying to move their own properties, 
that are a lot more restrictive. So we're, we're working with agents uh, to kind of create new programs that, that work for everybody. And, uh, and again, I would, I would just encourage your, your listeners to, to keep their eye on what we're doing and, uh, um, and, and, and look for the opportunities that we're going to announce over the next few months. Well, you know, being successful in business is all about differentiating yourself and being of service and providing, you know, giving folks something that they want, homeowners in this case. And once you guys emerge with a uh, consumer-facing product where agents can start maybe, uh, or brokerages can start auctioning uh, properties on your website, I would think that the agents and the brokers who are forward-thinking should at least have that as an option to present to their sellers. I, that could be huge. It really could because it's worked in other parts of the country. I'm in other parts of the world. It's worked with selling $38 million for our GTOs. It's worked with selling $38 mobile homes. There's no reason it can't work with everything else. So, Rick, are there any other questions I should have asked you uh, that I didn't? Anything else you'd like to say to our listeners before we sign off for today? No, I'd, 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 uh, I'd, I'd offer everybody the, the opportunity to... to Check out what what I post. I, I post pretty regularly on on LinkedIn, uh, and and I'm also up on Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle is just at Rick Sharga. Uh, but uh, no, stay stay in touch with us. And and if you have uh, ideas for for things that that you think we should be doing and and could make our our, our business more attractive to agents, uh, please let us know. And Rick, I'd love to have you back when you're ready to uh, roll out uh, whatever the new product that you alluded to from Auctions.com sometime in the next six months. So like. Uh, you know, reach out to us or we'll reach out to you. In the meantime, I really appreciate you being my co-host today, and thank you for being part of Real Estate Coaching Radio. It was a a pleasure uh, doing this with you and look forward to doing it again. Thank you. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.